Welcome back to the Too Legit Sports Podcast with your host, yes, me, Alex Fernandez, and I'm about to drop part two of my interview with Kel Dansby. We're going to be talking MLB winter meetings as well as WWE tables, ladders, and chairs. I think my girl Charlotte walking around with a busted boob and some busted ribs, but once you're done with this episode, listen to Kel and I, be ready because this Friday, I'm dropping another hot podcast. I'm talking bowl games. I'm talking NBA Christmas. Hey, I may even talk some soccer with my guy. It's not even on the list. I may even talk some soccer with my guy. It's my guy, Sebi. He's right here. Sebi, say what's up to the people. I'm going. What's going on, guys? I'm doing well. Pleased to be on the show. And there you go, man. We're, we're, we're recording episode number 25 right now. And uh, look for us this Friday because we got some bold predictions uh, coming to your ears. And on that note, let's drop the beat. Let's get this show started. The winter meetings happen in Vegas, and of course, New York Yankees super fan Kel Dansby. Did you attend the winter meetings, Kel, or no? I did. I went one day. Um, Ooh, where was it? Mandal- Mandalay Bay, right? Mandalay Bay. Okay. Um, which is a ghost town now, by the way. It really? Is, yeah, it's odd being in there. It's kind of like a weird feel. Even though I went to a couple of Las Vegas Aces games, WNBA, uh-huh. it's, they actually have a nice setup in there when they play. Good, good crowd, good young team, so I'll be at more uh, WNBA games this year, too. But no, I went. Um, I wasn't on assignment from work, but I had my credential. Okay. So I just wanted to check out the atmosphere and see what was going on. And it was cool. It um, it reminds me of any other convention, though. Mm-hmm. So a lot of stuff is just being handled uh, behind closed doors or up in their rooms. And occasionally you're just waiting in the lobby, waiting for someone to cross your path. And all the media swarm them like a shark <laughs> to try to get like you know uh, a quote. I'm glad I wasn't on assignment because that's something I really got to like prepare early for. Because sure. you got to know what the GM of the Milwaukee Brewers looks like, like offhand. Right. You have to know what this agent. Him. Yeah, you have to know what this agent looks like, or you. I mean, you can follow the mob, but when you sure. get there, it's a you know, it'd be quite annoying to ask, "Oh, who's this?" Like <laughs> they'll look at you like, "Are you serious?" Yeah, bro? like what are you doing here? So like you, you kind of have to be be on point. Um, everyone knows Scott Boris. Scott Boris talked. I was going to ask you, if, did you see him when he was holding court? Like that in the lobby. That was on Wednesday. I was not there on Wednesday. I actually watched that online, though, because I was very interested in his Bryce Harper uh, talk. Because I still am a believer that the Yankees can pull off both. Um, I was going to ask you, where do you think Bryce Harper is going to go? And you're saying he's going to go to the Bronx. Yeah, I I think, honestly, I think the Phillies could get desperate. Mm. Because they're looking to spend a lot of money. And uh, McCutcheon just isn't it. And I think... They have a really good uh, prospect. They're one of their top three prospects as an outfielder. So if you go McCutcheon, him. But there's still another corner outfield spot. Um, they got a young first baseman who really got some pop. So I, I think Harper fits in nicely um, in that mix for them. So I think if they miss out on Machado, they just go, you know what? We, we got to make a splash. We got to do something big. I, I think we can see them sign you know, Harper and, and Keuchel within two days. And say, boom, Whoa. we spent money. And just overpay for him. But be like, so what? We got a pitcher who, who's a World Series winner. And then we, we got the best free agent out there. And sure, we gave Harper 350 mil Yikes. over 10 years. Or, you know, probably 375. I think, he, I think he'll get 37 a year. So if they got to go 370 for 10 years, I, I think they do it. Um, Phillies, you're saying? Phillies, yeah, yeah. So I think the Phillies get and a little ju- shaky. And they just traded, and they just traded for Segura too. I mean, they're loading up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I, I think they're just desperate to spend money and bring that winner back. And we, to me, I don't think they're taking the sustainable approach. But I, I think they honestly do like their farm system. So it's like they don't want to give up too much from the farm mm-hmm. system. So sure. they rather overpay and say, "Yo, these young kids aren't going to hit um, free agency for another seven years." And that's two years of arbitration, so might as well pay, you know? Right. And worry about it down the line. Um, kind of what we saw from the Marlins. They got the new ballpark <laughs> down there. They paid yeah. everybody and their mom's money. Right. And gave Stan a huge contract and all this stuff. And then you look two years later, he's traded. Yeah. Because you'd be like, you know what? We went for it. It didn't work. It didn't work. But we're going to keep these young guys. We're going to trade the people we gave monster contracts to and get more young guys. 
So what's the downside? We wasted money for three years? That's nothing. We had to spend it anyway. Right. But now you're telling me our young guys got a little more seasoned. Then we can bring in more young guys to build a farm system. So if they sign Bryce for a monster contract, who's to say that the Dodgers won't trade for Bryce in two years? And Philly just pays a little bit of the money and say, okay, he's out of our hair, but we get a ton of Dodgers prospects back mm-hmm. or a ton of Astros prospects. There, there's no loss in that. So, yeah, like it's always a good trading piece to have as well. Um, if you can move Giancarlo's contract, you can move mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. So, you, I mean, there's, it's, not, it's a win-win for them. We're trying to go for the gusto. If it works out, cool. If not, we'll trade this monster contract. We'll trade another one that we signed. And then we stock up. Uh, everyone needs pitching, especially like trade deadline. They go, cool, we'll trade both of these guys and just crush it with the Hall and prospects. And all you think we did was pay, what, probably $100 million in two years to these two guys. That's it. And, and it was worth it. And it was worth it for the Hall of Prospects that we can get back. So I think it's a, it's a win-win for the Phillies. Um, and I think they get desperate and they pull the trigger. The Dodgers are maybe a dark horse, I, I would say. That's my pick. I'm picking the Dodgers to, to sign them. I'm th- I really think. But your outfield is so crowded already. Oh, they're going to make a move or two. But I really think that Bryce Harper wants to be in a big market, 90, 90 minutes from Vegas. I, I think it's a win-win for everybody. But you put the biggest star in the biggest market. I understand the Dodgers trading for him in two years down the road, but look, gone to two straight World Series and come up with L's. So I really think they're gonna they're really gonna make a power move. I don't see the Puig for Real Muto deal. I think I think that'll cause a shitstorm. Well, not I, if I, you get Bryce though, right? Well, no, not necessarily because I mean, if, if the Yankees are in the ship because Bryce said he could play first base, the Dodgers are, are in the are in the ship as well because Bryce could play first base for the Dodgers. You guys don't so, have a first baseman. I feel like your your infield is like so legit. The infield is solid. I mean, you put Muncy. They use 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 Muncy in there, or they'll put they can throw Bellinger at first base. They can throw Turner at first base. But yeah, we have a crowded outfield. If Kemp is the one to go, that'd be you know I love Kemp, but he may be the one to go. The Indians look like they're going to stand pat now. Not not going to trade a pitcher. So I really don't see what the Dodgers are going to do. Um, didn't they, somebody just got out of the Real Muto sweepstakes as well? So uh, I mean, the Mets, they, yeah, Mets just signed a catcher. Right, so maybe the Dodgers go with Russell Martin or something like that to get on a one-year deal. But I really do feel that Harper is going to come to the Dodgers one way or another. It just makes sense for every party. Machado makes sense for the Phillies. They that's, used just, to. that's a lot of money, man. So you got the highest-paid pitcher in the game, the highest-paid hitter in the game. Well, why are you, they're, trying to, they're trying to shed a lot of contracts right now, Kel. I mean, everybody, they're trying to trade Alex Wood's $9 million deal. Rich Hill has came up in talks. They're trying to shed Kemp's $10 million. Puig's $11 million. So yeah, I mean, some some of those guys got to go, but then you you look yeah. down the line. Uh, Jock Peterson's going to have to be paid, paid. Um, Bellinger, Bellinger, Seager, Seager, both have to be paid. Bueller, Bueller's got to get paid too. Oh yeah, and Bueller's going to cash out. But, but here's so the thing: they got the Kel- same problem we have, and there, there's still so many prospects coming that right. you you would then say, Bryce, I'm giving you ten years. If you guys would have to give them eight, and then still have crazy payroll. But here's the, the thing: this. here's the thing. It's very hard to tell this crowd after two back-to-back World Series we're going to stand pat. Yeah, to, to sell I mean, the city on the Dodgers. To sell, I know the Dodgers always have the best attendance, but if you're telling me you're going to run it back with the same manager and the same team, yeah, okay, we could win the World Series. Sure, we're probably – I'm sorry, we could win the NL. You know, we're obviously the best team in the NL West again because everybody's rebuilding. Arizona just traded Goldschmidt. But I, I, they're not. You're not going to get that belief. Like, oh man, well, you got Bryce Harper in right field. That's a different story. It's easy but, to sell though, because you sell being healthy again. That that's first off. Oh, uh, you're selling Seager. So you, you say Seager's back. Um, we're not going to get injury riddled season again mm-hmm. um, out of Kershaw. So you sell. So you sell Kershaw healthy, Seager healthy, Turner healthy too for a whole year. So you, you get that, and then you say, you know what? At the deadline, we fill our holes. Because why? Why wouldn't they add Dallas Keuchel to the pitching staff then? Well, that's the that's the well. They already so, have two. They already have three lefties on the rotation. Can you have too many? Like I feel like lefties are a premium. Everyone hits righties. And then you can move people to the bullpen because that's the game now, right? It's just to have six, seven starting pitchers and figure it out. Yeah. So I mean, Ryu, which is cool, but you can't tell me that Keuchel's not an upgrade. No, I take I put Ryu. I take that over Ryu. 
Like Rich Hill, like okay, I, I can solid. See yeah, Rich Hill is solid. Worst comes to worst, you train him, move him around for a little couple pieces or something. Um, who else you got? Like Alex Wood. You got Wood, who's on the outside looking in right now yeah, as a so six starter. Bueller's in the men in there. You can have a long, you know, long reliever for Wood. But if you go Kershaw, um, Keuchel, Bueller, you're set. You're yeah. shortening series. Like it, you're good. You you're better in the Red Sox rotation that they had last year. You're fine if you get to that point. And then you say our bats are going to be our bats, and we're going to yeah. win a hundred. In eight games, because our division is trash and the NL is not great as a whole. Yeah. And you're going to say we're going to have home field. We're not going to go to Boston this year. We're going to do exactly what Boston did last year. Boston added one piece and chilled. And then, mm. you know, Evaldi fell into their laps. And you say, I've got to make another move at the deadline. i got to make another move. Um, but Pierce. I mean, Pierce won him the World Series. He was a trade line ac- deadline acquisition. That's it. And you fill the holes. Who knows if Florida, you know, gets desperate. And ends up trading, you know, you guys the catcher. That's an instant mm-hmm. upgrade. Mm-hmm. And a cheap upgrade still. Yeah, it is. And you, and you get the, you know, the latest um, MVP candidate. Or, excuse me, uh, all-star candidate, catcher. So right. Just, well, I mean, we have two catchers in the pipeline. And Real Muto is, although catcher is not a deep position in the, in, the, in, the, in the bigs right now. I mean, he's the best of the catchers right now. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you had JT and it's quick. Yeah. And that's a... Real quick, bump up to your lineup. Right. And then you add the pitching, and you just say, yeah, man, we're just going to get healthy. But, you can, I mean, the Bryce Flash, no one can argue. The The Yankees don't need Bryce. The Phillies, okay, I would say they need him the most. Not going back to Washington. I, I think St. Louis is priced out. In the that would be so used. tough, though, to go to that rival. Um, the White oh. Sox, I think the White Sox will be able to throw him a ton of money, but the market's not huge. Right. Like what, the mar- what, But his what, in-laws there. Somebody's one of his relatives are, are plays for the White. One of his buddies plays for the White Sox. Yeah, and uh, oh, that's uh, Machado's in law. But oh, my bad. Chris Bryant plays for the Cubs, so they're besties. Okay, cool. they're besties. Vegas besties. So you, you get to chill with Chris, um, not on the same team, but you 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 live on the same block as him. Like you, your wives go to the same supermarket. That's cool. sure, but you're not going to contend. You're not going to do anything. It's not going to add to your your profile. Mm-hmm. So then that you know that becomes a little weird, to, but. You go to L.A., maybe on an eight-year deal, and, yeah, it does heighten your profile. You get more endorsements. Under Armour ponies up a little more cash. You do the same for the Yankees. You're the man to bring a championship to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Listen, I like the sound of bringing number 28 home, too. So, that's, not, well, either way, either way, that, but, like, that's – I think the Yankees are, like, judges team. I, I feel like those guys would get more – instead. like, if you guys signed Harper or Machado, I feel like it'd still be judge – and the Sanchai, like your guys who were there, Didi. No, he, if he comes, he would know you and Machado were both coming because Machado's coming. And mm. it would come down to our goal is to have the greatest baseball team ever. Ever. This is the greatest lineup ever. We are adding Machado at 26, Bryce Harper at 26. An MVP and a legit MVP candidate. Future Hall of Famers. To Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, and the rest of the lineup that, by the way, every position last year had 20 home runs. And you're going to trade Andujar, and you're going to get something for him. I like Andujar. I, I, I personally would move Andujar to first. Mm. Easier position. Um, he, he shows you know the reflexes, and the only thing you got to do is catch the ball. It limits the throwing, and that's what people criticizing, his arm angle. He makes good plays, you know, receiving the ball. And he made right. like a one hell of a jumping catch, like in the playoffs and all this stuff. The reflexes are legit. His arm angle and the throws are what get him. So you limit that at first base. And you just make him cat and his his power, what you can tell me 93 RBIs, 27 home runs, as his floor isn't a great season for a first baseman. Right. So you have him at first, you know, Machado at third, DD when he comes back healthy at short. Uh you got the the baby at second, mm-hmm. and then we just go around the outfield, man. This year, uh, Hicks is there. I think Hicks will maybe be moved, but um, we still have Clint Frazier. So Clint is our, our center fielder of the future, and then you go Harper, Clint with that bat speed, which is crazy, mm-hmm. and then Judge uh, on the right side, and thankfully we have a DH. 
Yeah. So Giancarlo can play a little bit in the field. Harper, you come sit down. You get the rest today. Okay, you know what? Now, Harper, you move back over. You play for Judge. Giancarlo, you move to left. Judge, you get the DH today. We, we play musical chairs with the DH. Mm-hmm. One day we're feeling frisky. We put Harper in center, all three of them in the outfield, and we, we DH to Sanchez, to Sanchino. So, you know, I we, love, we have I lo- options. I love your New York. I love that New York Yankee pipe dream and i love i love that'd be great I, greatest I, I, team the greatest ever. team and the biggest brand it, may, it makes total sense but lebron came to la and he, he signed with magic johnson to learn how to own a team and with bryce harper coming to sign with the dodgers and to sign with magic johnson maybe he wants to learn how to own a team kel my last question of the baseball segment for you is can vegas support a baseball team and oh, a separate easily. stadium easily i mean we're about to, we just built a triple a stadium Right, yeah, for the fifty ones or the isotopes, or what are they called? Um, yeah, they were just rebranded. Right, they were the fifty ones. They are now the aviators. Aviator, that's what it is. Yeah. So you're saying maybe what if the if the Oakland A's can't get an agreement? If if Tampa Bay was forced to move, you're saying Vegas could do it. Yeah, I, I would say yeah. I would say there. I'm trying to think and make sure. Hey. It's just where they put the stadium, you know? Right. I love where they put the Raiders stadium. Yeah, because it's great. The, sh- the parking situation is horrible. So that's the only thing. But sooner or later, if you can... Oh, parking's bad for the Raiders stadium? Yeah. Like, no one sold the land. Like, they, I think they anticipated the people and businesses around buying them out and having better parking. Uh-huh. But those people said, no, you're bringing a stadium here. You know how much our land is going to be worth? We ain't selling oh, anything. Oh, jeez. You're right. Um... So it it was crazy, and uh, so are people going to park at the Mandalay Bay and just walk across? Yeah, there's going to be like a little ramp from the Mandalay Bay. There's some parking there. Um, Uber and Lyft are going to have huge sections, sure, the parking lot, and they're going to ask a lot of people to do that, uh, and that's going to help a lot because honestly, a, a lot of people come into Vegas and they don't rent cars. Mm-hmm. Like you're staying on the strip. Sure, so the, the locals will come. They'll have parking. Um, it'll be like a lot of other places. These places next to it is uh, an industrial type area. Sure. So they just have like a lot of warehouses and stuff around there. Uh, one strip club across the street. But outside of that, it's warehouses and all Which this. Which one? Deja Vu? No, across the street is uh, Crazy Horse. Crazy Horse mm. 3. And then Hustlers. Right three. there. Three. There's two other ones. We're yeah. In- well, the other ones were corrupt. The mob bosses got locked up. So oh, they're, they're still there. They're just empty. I love it. Yeah, it's it's tied up in mob money. But <laughs> Crazy Horse 3 is clean so far. And it's right across the street. Uh, they, they hold deals every day. They have a, a construction worker happy hour, 5 yeah. to 7. So when you get off of your shift, as long as you show your construction badge, you drink free from 5 to 7. Wow. And half off lap dances. I can't wait. I can't wait. Wait till the Super Bowl's there. Oh, it's going to be crazy. I just want to WrestleMania. Oh, like, as soon amazing. as I saw the stadium, I was like, no, I just want WrestleMania. Like oh, you guys sure. keep everything else. I, I just want mania in this building. Um, That'll not be a family-friendly WrestleMania. I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, no. That'll be some crazy drunks to be around there. Yeah, no, by no means. So that's that's going to be nuts. But, yeah, so I, I think they'll be fine. A lot of people using Uber and Lyft to come in. A lot of people walking across. And they'll, they'll figure out the parking situation. Sooner or later, they'll buy out someone and create a mm-hmm. nice-sized parking lot next to it. I it's can't just, wait to live bet. I can't wait to live bet, just like oh. bet at the stadium or just bet across the street. Because I know you can do that at night's games, right? You can bet at yeah. New York, New York and just walk back. Yep. It's right there, um, right attached. So you go in, you, you make your bets. And then a lot of these places like Seisha Casinos, they have the app. You can live bet at any time. Oh, Jesus. So they're not going to black it out inside the arena, I believe. That was like the major concern. They're going to let that rock. So um, you go right on your phone and your app as long as you're in the city uh, and you sign in and you're good to go. You can bet from That's anywhere, amazing. middle of the game. So yeah, no, it, it's it's going to be a whole different dynamic. I think we can support baseball though. You, you see, a sport like hockey, which is traditionally not you know a power sport anymore, sure, um, thriving here, thriving. You can't get Golden Ice tickets. The whole city loves it. They're so expensive, dude. They're twice as they're twice the cost of Kings tickets. Yeah, so it, it was it was nuts. Um, so I was like, all right. Like, we'll, we'll we'll put that same support behind an MLB team if they want to come here. I think the NBA comes here eventually. T-Mobile's yeah. ready, ready made for that. 
Um, so I think, you know, they just book a couple dates in T-Mobile and that's easy. So we should be, should be rocking. It should be a full fledged sports city shortly, probably by like 2028. I think uh, we have, we have all the major teams. If Phoenix can house it, um, Vegas can definitely sustain that with the amount of tourism. A lot of people from, you know, other teams come here. Sure. Like if you're Blackhawks just played here last weekend, packed. Blackhawks fans love coming to Vegas. And sure. they, they buy, you know, 70% of the tickets in there, and it feels like a Chicago home game. But no one wants to be in Chicago in the dead of winter. Right. So they turn it into like a weekend vacation in Vegas. Man, they, they love it. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll be one of those teams with Golden Knights fans when push comes to shove and we're in the playoffs. It looks like, you know, they're, they're rolling off a nice amount of wins now, being in the playoffs again. And, uh, yeah, it's rocking. It's a whole different environment in there. An NBA team is unique for many reasons in Vegas, but mainly my uncle works in Vegas. He's a chef in Vegas. And he told me when the NBA came for All-Star Weekend. I don't know if you were there for All-Star Weekend. Yes, I was here. He, he told me it was chaos. It was madness and to a bad degree. Oh, yeah, definitely. But that's like a one-off, right? Like when it, you, Everybody just comes in with their boys to party. Yeah, yeah. That was like a spectacle. That's like gotcha. a Mayweather fight. That, that was one off. Like, that, okay, so that's like All Star Weekend and Mayweather fight is kind of the same thing. Correct. Like it gotcha. was, um, it was one of those things. So yeah, that's that's a whole different dynamic. I would say it'd be closer to the crowd for summer league. So NBA has been hosting summer league here for love, a love. It. I gotta go. I'm going next year for sure. Yeah, it's uh, it's UFC Fight Week. So yep. come for everything. <laughs> but, <laughs> nah, yeah, but it, it's fun, man, and. You know, it's way more chill, family environment. People go watch the games. They pack those Lakers games out. Mm-hmm. So it, when it's like every day and it's something that crowds are used to, like we get summer league every year. So you, sure. the, the crowd is is more of a normal crowd and the vibe is more of a normal vibe. And I feel like it'd be the same. It's when you have those one-offs, those random, uh, you know, one fight, one WrestleMania, one, you know, then mm-hmm. the crowd started to get a little crazy and, and antsy, but. Outside of that, I think this city is built to sustain anything, anything they want to throw at it, anything. People people buy show tickets here. Like, you're not going to buy a game ticket. Like, right. pe- people watch Cirque du Soleil every night. Like, you can and sell it, more people on sports than you can Cirque du Soleil. Well, well, even if the teams, let's say that the Las Vegas, whatever, so the Jokers or the Kings or whatever they're going to call them when, when, the, when somebody buys the Pelicans and moves into Vegas. So like when somebody when when if you're some guy from out of town or out of the country, and even if they're terrible, like oh wow basketball game I've never seen one. Oh who's in town? Oh I've heard of that guy. Like it just makes you're right. It's it's another show ticket. Yeah, every team has a star now too. Yeah. So you'd be like, everybody's got somebody to see. Yeah, you look up, you're like oh Steph is in town. The Warriors. I'll go see that. Oh I'll go see Damian Lillard. Oh, oh I'll he- go see uh, Kenneth Reed on the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> You just see the well at that point, yeah. You're just gonna watch our team beat down the Brooklyn Nets. So, but you look at that like the NBA is is full of stars. That's right. an easy sell. Sure, people show up every night for hockey. You don't know who half these guys are. Yeah, that's a great point. Like you're telling me, like these guys still wear little helmets, and most of them are Canadian. And you just people don't know who they are, and they show up every night. Right now, you get to see LeBron one night, Kyrie one night, and you just go down the list like it's just stars after star after star. Um, yeah, man, you, you let the Pelicans get someone like what, what if they get someone to go alongside Anthony Davis and the team is actually good. So you, you never know. Anthony Davis could leave. They could suck. They can get the next big thing out of high school. Uh, by the time that happens, shit, they might get LeBron's son. First of all, you, you never know. I'm just surprised that Sheldon Adelson or one of these guys doesn't just come in with like a, a big dick offer and just is like, yeah, you know what? Let me just take the Pelicans from you. That's <laughs> all in who you know, right? That at this point, there's so many people because the owner money. died, so like they don't know the the team is kind of you know probably yeah, can be bought. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Um, and I I wouldn't be surprised if Adelson or someone else threw a name, but it's it's all in who you know. There's so many people with big money, and so many groups that you can get together with big money. Yeah, it's as long as you got a friend, you can make it happen. Sure. Um, I think the last person to bogart their way in was like Mark Cuban. I think the owners now kind of like kick themselves. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's like, the oh, last. Yeah. Of the, he's the last of that era of owner. Yeah, where it's like, you know what? You got money, we'll give you a team. Now it's like everybody got money. Like, who, are you a friend? How are you going to fit in this owner's? Yeah, role? how do you help us? How do you help the organization? Yeah. Yada yada. Um, like Balmer, they're like, cool. 
Like Balmer, you got a bunch of money, but you can also really help us. <laughs> like, yeah. So like that he's he's crazy, man. He's got forty billion. Like that guy. Oh yeah, that's he's such nuts. a nutty he, owner. That's such a nutty. First he, off, you're crazy to have that work ethic to make forty billion dollars. But then you can just see him on the. I, I, I like to go to Clippers games. You just see him. He's a nut. He's great. I I wish there was more guys like Steve Ballmer. And the story about him, he bought the team in cash. Like that's crazy. Cash, he, he, he went and got two billion. In, he went and got two billion in cash and gave it to the NBA. Yep. No. No group needed. No nothing. No. He was like, I am the group. Yeah. He were like, oh, you know what? They should probably go for one point one billion. He's like, no. You know what? I'm smashing the entire model of what a franchise is worth. Here, Here's you two. Keep that. He tipped it. That's what it was. He was he like, tipped oh, him. it was gratuity. Thank you, t- Thank you for your time. I want two of these. This is for me, my group. It's me, the Condor, and whoever <laughs> else I want. That's our group. That's it. And I do what I want. So yeah, yeah. No, man. That's that's really what it comes down to now so I, I can see it happening um i think seattle really wants a team again i would love to see the sonics back so that's also a thing but i, I think we're I, on a short list of places in line to get a team i have a crazy theory kel here's here's my crazy theory is that kevin durant is going to sign with the clippers and the reason is there's a wink wink to move that team back to seattle hmm. and and there's a bigger wink wink because Kevin Durant wants to have ownership of that team down the line. And all these wink winks is because Kevin Durant is only really liked in one city. <laughs> well, now, yeah. It's Seattle. Yeah. And once no, he, leaves, once he leaves, he, 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 he becomes the face of the Sonics, becomes a future owner. You're, are you a Knicks guy? I'm not a Knicks guy. I actually don't have a basketball team just because Jordan was ripping – the Knicks hard out. Every okay, year. good. So okay, I, I just never say, like had a team, it, but I refuse okay, to just follow people around too. So okay, I just cool, gave cool. up on it. So yeah, I was gonna say the Knicks are obvious is like the sexy pick for him to go to New York and resurrect it and be the savior. You know, his his business partner is a huge Knicks guy and probably take a position. But I really feel like Balmer back in Seattle. I don't know. I don't. I don't really think he loses money, or does he? He doesn't really care about losing money on evaluation. But just he becomes a god in Seattle. Like Steve Ballmer, I know he's money wise, he's a god. But if he moves a team back to Seattle, he moves the Sonics back, and Dur- Durant's a god in that town, and Ballmer is, a, is just a legend. Mm-hmm. He, you could never, Ballmer could never achieve that status in LA. It doesn't matter if him and Durant won three titles in a row. I, he's not beating the Lakers. No, no, not at all. It's always a Lakers town, man. Right. Like it, it just is. I don't think people miss the Clippers. I feel like you can no. move and people be like, all right, whatever. My friend Clipper Daryl will. He's like the true diehard Clipper fan. <laughs> Clipper Daryl will miss him. Shout out to Clipper Daryl, fan of the show. Uh, but that's about it. I'm sure Balmer will fly him in. And they'll probably, I mean, they'll do some preseason games against the Lakers. It'll all be good. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think it'll work, man. And I wouldn't mind seeing that. Um, I just, I love the madness that is now NBA free agency. Oh, it's great. Cause like, it's better than the regular season. It really is. Like, and I feel like this going along in all sports now. Like, people are now, it's cool for this generation to just jump around. Yes. And they're just like, whatever. Like, baseball, we're seeing it. Um, NBA trade deadline was big. Yeah. Like, NFL trade deadline had major trades. Like, stuff we just never see before. Well, now it's a 10-month sport. They took, they took over the summer now. They took away August from the NFL. Yep. Right? And, like, it's, free agency dominates the summer. And then you, and there's always that chance of that last second trade before the season starts. So they dominate September in their preseason as well. Yep. And don't let there be like a uh, Olympic year where they go into August and you got the Olympic team. Oh my God. Like the summer when Durant signed with the Warriors and went straight into the Olympics. It was, they, yeah, they take, they take it. Cause you know, they're going to win the gold medal. So, you know, they're going to get all that, all that juju. Yeah. So it's crazy to see. And you want to see these guys team up and like a, a, super team and everything so man it's 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 amazing we'll see how it goes going forward but i i hope vegas gets all four of the major teams um i can see baseball working really well here had that triple a team forever but i i think all sports work really well here it's it's not a niche city anymore no like, like i live in henderson which is a suburb there's Summerlin, sure. it's a suburb like there's plenty of space it's it's a big city plenty of it's fans to come out and support plus we have what no other city has which is being the entertainment capital of the world. Like, if you want to hold an event here, I, I went to, you know, WrestleMania in Dallas, um, Jerry's World. Like, you got to drive in 
Eh, you got yeah. like thirty minutes. There's a couple motels next to it. Like hotel, it's not it's not the Las Vegas Strip. Like no no one has what upwards of like a hundred thousand. It's rooms. like going to it's like going to MetLife or something. You got to drive in. Yeah, like you you don't have this in your backyard. Like the stadiums there, your backyard is the Strip. So like people don't nowhere else has that. Right. So it's it's very unique. Um, yeah, and there's there's room for a baseball stadium. Now that I think about it, uh, there was a, a second proposed site uh, across the freeway, like right before, a little south of Mandalay Bay, mm-hmm. that is now a golf course that the Raiders could have bought out. I think it was just a little more expensive. Right. You buy that, out, put the stadium right there too. So I mean, there's plenty, plenty of a uh, of a space there, and uh, there's parking too. Unfortunately, it's the scene of the one October shooting. In the route, the Route 91 festival, but they're never going to use that for anything else either. So if you pave that and name it like you know the one October uh, park memorial parking lot, like you can use it for parking. So I mean, there's plenty of stuff to do there, and you'd have you know the Las Vegas Aces right there in the Mandalay Bay, T-Mobile right there, MGM right there, it's football stadium, baseball, um, basketball being T-Mobile. So it's all in a 10, 10 minute walk radius. You can get Who, to all the stadiums. Who's the first fighter to headline the Raider Stadium? Connor or Canelo? Canelo, easily. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Canelo's not tied into T-Mobile like the UFC is tied into T-Mobile. Ah, I see what you're saying. So you you would be giving up money to someone else, you know? Like mm-hmm. you, you outside of T-Mobile, it's the home of the UFC. Gotcha. Like you have a pretty exclusive rights to deal with T-Mobile. Uh, sure. Canelo, Canelo doesn't care. Yeah, no. Um, if I if I had to peg it though, um, neither of those two. I would say a rematch: Wilder Joshua in the stadium. Wow, heavy. Yeah, undisputed yep. heavyweight championship. Yep. First one to be in England. O two. They'll do eighty thousand, and then if Wilder wins, or if it's a draw, which is kind of likely, they say, you know what, we'll bring the next one to the states. Right. The rematch, and uh, it'll be in Vegas, but it's going to be. 2020 in Vegas. Sure. Before a football game is ever played on that field, they will have the boxing match. Oh, that'd be great. So it'd be like that July, that June, they would open up the stadium. First time people were allowed in the stadium would be for a fight. Um, we saw the same precedent. Golden Knights, T-Mobile, everything like that mm-hmm. was there. T-Mobile was opening up. But it was a fight that opened T-Mobile Arena. And uh, this is still the fight capital world. So I, I didn't think Pacquiao, a fight. Didn't Pacquiao's fight open up uh, Cowboy Stadium or no? I'm not sure if that was an opening. But Cowboy Stadium okay. ran stuff before the season. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, football game wasn't the first thing in Cowboy Stadium. Gotcha. So it, it's the same thing, man. So I, I think we do the same thing here. Uh, I can see those two heavyweight boxing selling out. And that's yeah. really being a spectacle. If I had to put my money on it, Wilder, Wilder, Wilder headlines that. Against someone, I, I think it'd be Joshua rematch. I have, I have the fight. I have the fight, Cal. Who are we going with? So here's another one of my theories. This Dana White versus Oscar De La, ha- De La Hoya garbage is all for a to do. <laughs> this, this, this is all just to get some attention. This is all just to make more money, to put more spot on MMA. I love that they're going back and forth at each other. I love that they want to get in the ring, but Kel Dansby. There's no way these two men are going to – they're too rich to get into a, a fight. They got way too much money, way too much at stake to get into a fight. What I'm telling you right here, right now, Canelo Alvarez versus Conor McGregor in another spectacle fight. How, I'm not mad at that. I mean, that, it's, a, it's a farce, and Canelo's way too big to be fighting Conor McGregor. It's a, they both, they're both at 154? Oh, Canelo's never dropping down. It, Connor would have to move up to 160. Ah, well, there you go. It won't um, happen then. That'd be crazy. I mean, That's it's the possible. only way. That'd be like the wild. The Mexicans versus Irish, 80,000, Cinco de Mayo, chaos. Yeah, no, it's possible. I mean, Connor's not like, I mean, he fights 155. 160 is a hop, skip, and a jump, you know? Right. And he fought Diaz twice at 170. Sure. So it's, it's a little bit more comfortable than that. But yeah, I would, wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. And guess what? It wouldn't be pay-per-view. So the zone would have to cough up some big dough to have that. Oh yeah, huh? It would have to. It would be on ESPN Plus. It would be on some crazy shit yeah, like that. Yeah, shit's on the zone. That ten dollars be well spent. Hell, hell yeah! That's the best ten dollars ever, right there. <laughs> See Conor McGregor for ten dollars. Oh so my it's, gosh. So it's very, 
I'm I'm not surprised by anything anymore, to be honest. Like I I was writing articles of like how Mayweather and McGregor could fight and all this stuff and I'll never forget, like journalists and people I see in all these rooms and combat sports journalists, boxing journalists specifically, where my DMs like Kel, you're going to lose credibility. Why are you writing this? I thought you wanted to be blah, blah, blah. And I, you know, I thought you wanted to be taken seriously and it's going to hurt your career. You may never bounce back. You know that this fight will never happen. Why would you even write a hypothetical article like that? And, blah. and I was like, man, I understand and it's unlikely, but I'm, I'm detailing how a fight like this could happen. Like, you know, Ali wasn't supposed to fight Inoki. Like right. that shit's it's, it's ridiculous to think about, but it happens. Like you just you never know, and I, that's all I was trying to say. And people crushed me for it. And then that shit got announced, and everyone everyone wants exclusive stories, and everyone's writing about it every day. And I'm like, oh, they're like, oh, well, now that it's happening, we can write. Like you're a hypocrite. You're scared to take a chance. Like we're we're writers. We're storytellers. Like I I don't just got to tell the story that's in front of me. I can tell the story that I think is gonna happen. I, I can fan fiction the hell out of this as long as I present it as such. Like people, it was, it was crazy. That really opened my eyes. Like yo, a lot of these journalists are so scared of stepping out of that box. They live in this right. box. Like I, uh, I don't live in a box. I, I think differently. I love right. thinking differently. I'm not scared to voice that. I'm not scared to put that on a, on a show like this or on my show or mm-hmm. in an article. I, I'll give people receipts. Like, yeah, sometimes I'm wrong. Sure. Sometimes I'm not wrong. You just don't agree with me. Mm -hmm. But I'll stick by it. If I'm wrong, we can talk it out. I'll look at your angle. I'll go back. I'll learn a little bit more about it. And then I say, okay, cool. I was wrong. But I'm still not scared to voice it. Right. That's how I learn. That's how I grow. So it's like, yeah, like it makes no sense. So I'm never scared to put my opinion. And that fight specifically showed me like, you know what? A lot of people are scared to death to be different. Or to look boxing, at stuff from a different angle. Boxing is a business. So anything is possible. If the money's anything, right. Money. That's all it is. If, if the, the money's, money's right, right, it'll happen. Anything can happen. Floyd Mayweather in one week is fighting in Japan. He is. Against a 20-year-old wonder kid. That's in right. In If I would have mm-hmm. wrote an article three years ago saying Mayweather, after he retires, should go fight in Ryzen, people would have slapped me. They would have tried to blackball me from the industry. But it's happening. Um, so it's like, come on. Like, anything is possible if the money's there. Floyd Mayweather's talking about taking Django Unchained style fights. I love it. In front of rich people in back rooms for money. Like, I any, love it. anything's for money. If, there, if there's a guy who's going to fight on a mega yacht. <laughs> <laughs> Floyd, <laughs> contact Floyd's people. He, Floyd, Floyd will spar down. somebody. Floyd will fight Rocky Felding on a, on, <laughs> on a mega yacht. Floyd said he's for- down. Easy. Kel, did you watch TLC on Sunday? I did not watch it on Sunday. I watched it this morning. Um, I had a Christmas party to go to with my fiance. Then decided to be all nice and romantic and plan a staycation, which is a lot easier here in Vegas. So I Mm. got like a really dope suite um, at the Hard Rock Hotel. So we we had like a cool little staycation. But as soon as I got home this morning and my fiance went to work, I started watching wrestling. I watched the entire TLC. <laughs> I only watched the uh, I watched the main event because Becky Lynch is the only reason I watch wrestling nowadays. It's either her, Braun Strowman, or Brock. And you know, to be the Ambrose Rollins thing, I'll get to it. That that I just want to know the, the what do you think of the main event? Let's just start with the main event because I watched the main event. My homegirl Oscar took home the crown. Ronda Rousey, quote unquote, turned heel, and my homegirl Oscar won the title finally. Kel, give me your breakdown. I think it's just more of a distraction per se. I don't think Ronda's heel yet. Um, okay. I, she won't go heel heel till probably Mania, and we get the right. four horse women up. Yep. Um, in which then Becky will have to refriend Charlotte, and then they would elicit, elicit the help of the other horse women and go horse women versus her horse women. Probably at like SummerSlam next year. Oh yeah, but, that's a, uh, number SummerSlam next year is in Ronda is going to be in LA. Yep, so I expect Ronda to have a big match. Oh yeah, yeah, she'll be featured prominently, and then um, yeah. So I mean, I, I I like the main event last night. Probably the second best main roster match of the year, mm-hmm. with the best being Charlotte Becky Lynch two out of three falls. Sure. So this was right behind that. Um, they're the most talented people on the roster right now. Yes. Becky's untouchable. That loss did nothing to cool down Becky. 
Zero. Like she's fine. Mm-hmm. And, and it elevates Oscar to where Oscar should have been. This makes up for her losing to Carmella. Yeah, this makes up for her just completely washing away that winning streak. Like they just completely wiped their ass with it. Well, I don't think they wanted to really acknowledge NXT, to be honest. For her specifically. For her, for, I mean, for a lot of people. They, yeah. Like Finn Balor's not the champion. It. He was in NXT. Correct. They, they don't hype that up anymore. The longest reigning NXT champion. They don't, it's not mentioned. Um, Nakamura, two-time NXT champion. I believe the only one. Or him and Joe. They don't, uh, they don't talk about it. It's a they completely different They league. don't talk about it. Yeah, they don't, they don't use that to prop up the talent from NXT. Mm-mm. You just know they come from NXT. They're drafted from there. They'll, they'll, prop up, they'll prop up IWGP and other organizations before they prop up NXT. Yeah, they will. Um, I, I, I think they're, I mean, we could say a healthy competition mm-hmm. within the organization between the brands. Maybe it's unhealthy to not mm-hmm. use that to propel them. But sure. you look like tag teams being split or not knowing what to do with Authors of Pain. Like, what, what are you doing? Like, they were ready-made. That was, yeah. And like, now you and got... Um, you, you, now you got Gable and Rude. Rockstar, yeah, Rockstar Star Spud. Spud yeah, things. like, like you're, it's like they're not paying attention at all. Like, just right. carry it over. They're, they're handing you this on a platter. The Revival. Like, what are you doing with the Revival? They were the best tag team in the company. For, what are you doing? Um, so yeah, they just, it's like these guys go through NXT, come to the main roster and start from zero. And then now we saw Asuka work her way up from zero. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fan following and a lot of sad stuff pushed it. And now they put on Asuka and she's going to run with it. She's fine. We've seen her carry a division. The women's division in the U in NXT right now is just recovering from when Asuka left. Right. And that's a year and a half ago. Like she carried that division. So, um, yeah, I think they'll they'll figure it out. Oscar got to just do. I think those other two ladies are going to make the women's Royal Rumble very, very exciting mm-hmm. to see who which one of them wins. Um, I like my co-host Andreas has the idea of you go with the Bret Hart Lex Luger finish, where they both touch down at the exact same time, mm-hmm. and they're co-winners. And you tell them they can pick whoever they want, and instead of picking Oscar, they both pick Ronda, and you have a three a triple threat at Mania. Um, I, that's I think, the match to make, right? That's the main event. Um, that's, that's the main, main event. event. That, that's Ronda, it. Charlotte, Becky. That's Triple that's close to the show. That's closing the show at Matt Life. Look, there's nobody hot. There's no there's, there's nobody hot right now in, in WWE in terms of the male side. Like no, there's nobody no. where like this guy is. This guy could headline WrestleMania. Well, but that's like, because they put all their eggs in the Roman Reigns basket, and unfortunately, right. due to the illness, it left sure. them nothing. They're champions off of TV again in Brock Lesnar. But back then, if there was one guy that went down, there was always four guys. You know, there was always more people. I I feel like they're three, four guys short, which they are actually. No, they're they're. I mean, the roster talent wise is stacked. Right, so, but I mean, in terms of the spot and in terms of like the build up, they haven't built other guys up. No, but Finn Balor could be champion tomorrow and be fine. And Seth Rollins as well, which probably is the plan. Yeah, I, I would I would like Finn to get a nice little run. To be honest, I, I think. You know, Finn and then breaking out the demon for big matches. And, you know, he can beat a Braun Strowman. Why? Because the demon character makes it believable. Right. It's just, it it is what it is. So, yeah, I think uh, that he's there. Drew McIntyre, top heel. Drew's building himself into something special. There's talk talk about him grabbing a big title soon. Yeah, I like that. Um, So the IC Championship, everything else, I think all that's in good hands. Um, Nakamura needs a good foil on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping tonight, you know, uh, if you guys listen to this, whenever you listen to it, I hope Vince right. this week um, does a superstar shakeup now. Has to. It's got to um, happen right now. They're gonna they're gonna do the four horsewomen thing. Yeah. So I hope it is now, but we'll see. See how that works out. We'll see what the big news is tonight because their ratings are slipping. So something got to change. Baron um, Corbin. The Baron Corbin got all the heat though. They just beat up Baron Corbin for this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, he his segments really do put a damper on Raw. But there's so many other things there. Like, yeah, you got to push the Finn Balors, the Seth Rollins. People care about wrestling. NXT mm-hmm. did better numbers on the network than uh, the Survivor Series pay-per-view. The TakeOver did better numbers than Survivor Series. People want to see legit wrestling. They don't care how big the person is. They don't care what their background is. If you right. can wrestle, they are happy. Ronda's getting over now. Because she can actually wrestle. She was getting booed. Like, you were there at Survivor Series. Yeah. And then it took 
two seconds and she's back. Because yep. you know, in ring, Ronda can wrestle. She's she's as natural as Kurt Angle was. Yes. That was Nia Jax's best match this weekend. Ever. And she got it out of Ronda. The psychology of it, her transitions due to you know her judo background and jujitsu knowledge and all this stuff. Incredible. The only problem is maybe she throws punches like Shane O'Mac. A little bit. She'll get there though. Yeah, outside of that, give her Alistair Black as a striking coach. Do something. (laughs) Have Taker come and work with her for two weeks. Teach her how to throw a punch. Exactly. Outside of that though, she's she's amazing in the ring. Her promos will and and I work for her, so full disclosure, like whatever. I write for the site and everything, and I'll be honest with her too. I she had yeah, um, she gave us, she gave the entire staff tickets to Survivor Series. Oh, I didn't know she was like that with y'all. Like she actually, you actually met her in person. Oh yeah, no, we're on conference calls with her. She's very hands-on oh, on cool. the site. Yeah, yeah. Oh okay. Because it has a ton of um, behind-the-scenes footage, so you get to see her travel um, between shows, do house shows. She does Q and As every week with the fans on the site. Mm-hmm. Um, anything for our articles we need, she helps out. So personally, I write a lot about the MMA aspect. Sure. So I'm building out her MMA history, and then um, I'm going to begin building out the four horsewomen's MMA history. So Mm -hmm. Marina, Shayna, I get to do some stuff on like uh, King of Bros, Matt Riddle. So anything, yeah, yeah. Uh, Taker's MMA history that people may not know about. So I really get to dive into the MMA history of everyone in a WWE. But with Ronda specifically, for the articles I write about her, she gives me quotes. So she'll tell me exactly what she was you know what was like you know um at the strike force finale when she knew she was about to go to the ufc but she was champion and she had to take that last fight so i get like all these cool little tidbits and we get to ask her and talk to her um travis is the same way travis is very hands-on yeah and getting us content and being there for us anything we need uh anytime we need ronda to you know record a specialty video for us so now they're they're about it like this is this is their thing they love the site and they uh, really work with us as writers. So not so that's super cool. But I'd be honest, you know, I'm always honest with her and Travis too. Like, yo, the potential for Ronda is there. To me, I think Ronda could be a better wrestler than she ever was an MMA fighter, and that's saying something. So I, I mean, she she's going to be a Hall of Famer in both. Oh yeah, ready to UFC Hall of Famer. So I mean, she's Olympian. I'm sure Olympic Hall of Fame. I'm sure she's in there. Um, she can be a better pro wrestler than she was at any of that stuff. And she has right. better time. It's just the promos to me are sometimes a little overly scripted mm-hmm. and I understand because she's still new and it's live television. You got to go out there. But I think when they turn her heel, she'll get to be more of her. I'm a badass persona. The woman we saw at UFC during press conferences. That's the one we want to see. Yeah. You know, that the, the badass Ronda Rousey, the, you know what? You grew up idolizing Roddy Roddy Piper, Roddy was a better heel than he was ever a face. Correct. And he wasn't ever really a face. He was still an asshole. People just liked him, depending on who he was going against. When she can throw that into her personality, and she has the crew, come on. like They, they could be DX levels hot. Where, where women's wrestling is now, mm-hmm. they could be DX levels hot. Where her, Shayna, and then Marina and Jessamine. Like, you introduce women's tag team titles, which it looks like they should. But you introduce that and have Bailey and... If you have Bailey and Sasha be the women's tag champs, and then Marina and Jessamine challenging them in a feud, at the same time, See, that'd be great. Ronda beefing with Becky still. So Charlotte's helping out Ronda when uh, you have Shayna... Or, excuse me, Shayna's helping out... Rhonda, and then you have Charlotte and Becky helping each other. And then you have these feuds. So you have a title feud at the top mm-hmm. between, you know, if Becky Lynch is still chasing Rhonda, cool. That makes sense. They'd be like, well, why are these other horsewomen are intertwined in this? Well, it's because Sasha and Bailey are tag champs and Marina and Jessamine want the, want the straps. Why not? So they have their own side feud that builds into the bigger feud. Right. And everything has a... I imagine Ronda having gold. Shayna, you know, just coming off fresh on being NXT champion. They could move her up with the belt. Like they did Kevin Owens. 
for a hot second when he was feuding with John Cena originally. He came out with his NXT title. Then you have the other two girls with the, with titles or going for titles. It's like the undisputed era is in NXT. Ronda can have that same thing, but to a magnified right. level. So um, yeah, no, the, the future is bright, and I think it's bright for Ronda. And it's nothing, nothing but greatness. And I think a true heel turn is just going to bring out a whole different personality so, and aspect so of Ronda. Is that what happens at WrestleMania? That she just walks away with a championship and with her and her three friends standing tall over Charlotte and Becky? Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, got to be it, right? That, I mean, that's the only way I see it. I think Seth. I mean, Seth and Dean. They had a boring ass match yesterday. You know, we call it like it is, but I think Seth is Seth is going to face Brock, right? I don't think it was that boring. I think uh, I think the fans, the crowd, uh, didn't like it. The crowd already, I think it was predetermined to not like it. Mm. I think they didn't like the new Ambrose character, the I'm Bane type thing. I, I, I think from the onset they wanted it to be boring. Because I, I watched it today, it wasn't horrible. It wasn't bad. Was it Seth's best match? No, he probably had a better one on Raw a couple weeks ago. His match against Nakamura was better. But we've just seen this so many times, right? You couldn't put a TLC stipulation on it because we've seen them have lighter matches. We've seen them do these things. So they just have to have a normal match and it might be the beginning of their feud. So they have, they're going to escalate this further. Right. So it's like, yeah, they, you, got the, you got the starter match of a feud. Fans just wanted to boo uh, off a, just off rip. They don't like Ambrose, which is cool. That's his job is to get heat. So I, I didn't mind it. I didn't think it was boring. They, they told the, the beginning of a story. This is how the beginning of most wrestling stories start. Right. And we saw that with Brian versus um, Brian versus Styles. Like their matches a couple weeks ago was, was good, but it wasn't great. I thought last night they took it to another level. I really enjoyed their match. It was, uh, yeah, I mean, TLC, it's not one of the, more, the four major ones, so nothing, nothing crazy is going to happen on the pay-per-view. But it was it was it was uh, I just enjoyed the main event to be quite honest. I wonder if they're gonna I wonder if they're gonna unify the women's belts and then have a tag team on one show. You know what I'm saying? That wouldn't like, be I'll, bad. I don't I don't mind that. One then, one show has the tag division, the other show has the singles, and then you can kind of decide what you want to do. You can bounce around, or may, and you know maybe they let the women bounce back and forth. You know I'm, what I'm okay saying? with that. Yeah, like I'm Sa- okay. Oh, Sasha wants to challenge for the singles, but on SmackDown she's the cha- the champ with Bailey or something like that. You know, I think that freshens up the the women's division a little bit. Yeah, I'm okay with ending a brand split. Huh. Like, I wonder okay. I wonder what the Fox deal, what they're going to do with all that. I'm all right, honestly, with keeping mm-hmm. the belts. Okay. And ending a brand split. So you can unify the women's belt if you'd like. But I, I'm okay with, or maybe not ending a brand split, but just having people be floaters freely. Like, I, I'm okay with... You know, you don't have to always wait for a superstar shakeup. Like Finn Balor, he beat Drew McIntyre. He just shows up on SmackDown this week. You know what? I want gold. I'm tired of chasing Lesnar. He's never around. I want to challenge a fighting champion. Daniel Bryan, it's me and you. What's wrong with that? Do you need any more explanation than that? Like, what, what's wrong with now Sasha Banks going, you know what? You women are coming over here. You want my champion. I never really got another shot at the gold. I want to wrestle for the title. I'm going to challenge Asuka. And vice versa. You bring some of the heel talent over from SmackDown to challenge guys on Raw. Especially the tag talent. Yeah. You, you have the New Day show up on Raw again. And challenge for those titles. New Day will change the whole tag team division on Raw. They'll make at least appointment viewing again. Right. And have good segments every week. And fun. So, yeah, no, I don't. I think it should be free flowing. Keep the brands, keep the belts free flowing. You never know who's going to show up where. And I like that, that. That's what it has to be, right? You just don't know. You got to tune in, guys, because you don't know who is going to be on TV. That's it. You don't know who. You don't know if Daniel Bryan one day just feels like showing up on Raw and saying, you know what? I want to challenge Seth Rollins. Have a one-off, and then the next week go right back to SmackDown. Right. That's dope. People tune in. I'd watch that. You hear about that, the opening segment. You come for Raw, you're like, okay, what's going on? You hear Daniel Bryan's music hit, you're like, oh, my God. What? And people are tweeting about it. And he just comes out and he challenges, you know, he challenges Seth Rollins. Right. 
And boom, cool. there's your main event. Now you have the whole three hours to build it up. Yep, you build it up for three hours. And then guess what? He goes back to SmackDown next week. He beats Seth. But now Seth is like, man. Seth drops his IC title to Dean. Mm-hmm. Goes into the Rumble. Seth wins the Rumble. Right. Seth, you want to challenge Strowman or Brock? No, you know what? I want to run it back against Daniel Bryan. He came to my show and beat me. I'm going to go to his show and take his belt. How easy is that? No superstar shakeup. Quick and easy. Storyline built. You get Daniel Bryan versus Seth Rollins for the title. And there you go. There is creative with Kel right there. They said it's so hard to write a three-hour show, and Kel just gave you the whole thing to build around. (laughs) Quick and easy. Just let them be free-floating. And, you know, they still have their brands, but, you know, every now and then you can come over. Or if you want to come over and stay, that's cool. Then we send someone else over there. Right. And we mix it up. And, And I think, you know what, the bar, your next challengers is the Revival. Ooh. The Revival say, you know what, they come to their GM. They weren't giving us a fair shake. We keep losing to Lucha House Party. They don't want to put us in these. They don't want to put us. We are main event caliber tag teams. This is the land of opportunity. You guys love pure wrestling and we're pure wrestlers. No flips, just fists. We want your champions tonight. Go out there and upset the bar. Went from jobbers to champs overnight. Boom. Now you have a program with them in the bar. For a month. There it is. And in regards, you send the New Day over there. The New Day has three hours long now instead of two, and they can have the big segments they used to have. Come out, you they, get more entertainment value. You can they always can even lead. host. They yeah. can even host. You can always lead hour two with the New Day and have fun. And you have them try to go over there and take the tag titles in a program. Authors of Pain versus the New Day. New Day versus, you know, Gable and Rude. Gives you a good way to turn Rude heel. So the New Day comes out. They lose to the New Day. Okay, Rude is like, oh, I'm tired of you being a loser. Slabs Gable, and we get heel Rude how we're supposed to. Yeah, finally. So, yeah, like you break them up that way, but your tag team division's still solid, and now you have AOP chase them. So now you're good. It's fresh. Just just off of, you know what? We can move freely. So I, I like that idea. I think that's where they should go. I'm with I'm with this good wrestling in general. I hopefully I, I want them to get rid of the third hour of Raw. Maybe that would fix things, but I don't know. The the season is coming in though. We're we're, we're about to be in the WrestleMania season, about to get in the swoop. So hopefully it picks up. And of course, I, I wonder if the Undertaker will come back because you know our one off guys are going to come back. It's one off guy season coming up. We're going to have the we're the randoms in the Rumble, mm-hmm. and then we're going to have our our who is Triple H going to fight? You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, now it's. I can't wait for all this cooking. The stare downs are what's going to be great when people just start staring at each other and then the sign pointing. <laughs> it's the face to face and the sign pointing that you know shit's about to get real in the WWE. Nothing's as awkward as Ronda's side sign point last year. She was so angry, like she looked like the monkey from Family Guy. Do you remember the angry monkey? Yes, from Family and guy? he just shows up in the closet randomly. Yes, that pointing. was Ronda. Ronda was the angry <laughs> monkey. I don't know why she was so angry at the sign. Maybe the sign like disrespected her family, but. You know, it is what it is. They'll get a different sign, and she'll work on her pointing skills. I can't wait for all three women to point at the at <laughs> simultaneously. The so I'm assuming one of the I'm assuming one of Charlotte or Becky or Ronda wins the rumble. Yeah, Ronda will still be champ. the women's rumble. Women's rumble. Charlotte and Charlotte and or Becky will win the women's the women's rumble. Yeah, Ronda will still be champ, and I think uh, Charlotte or Becky probably Becky will win. Um, if they can both win, I think that's the best way to go. Yeah, have both have both of their feet touch at the same time, or something like that. Yep, so no, I like it. Um, we'll see what the old man says tonight. We'll see if he can shake stuff up to get ratings. Cal, this has been fun, man. We've been sitting here for about three hours, chopping it up, learning, hearing about boxing, MMA, crazy stories in Vegas. We talked some wrestling, <laughs> some MLB, the, the, the Vegas infrastructure for sports. Cal, I can't thank you enough. Thank you for coming on to the show, giving us, giving us a ton of content for the week. For people who are listening... You can check out Kel Dansby on the Corner Podcast. You, you know what, Kel? Where, where else can they find you at? Oh, man. Corner Podcast at the Corner LSN on all social media. You can follow me personally at Kel Dansby, K-E-L-D-A-N-S-B-Y, on Twitter, Instagram, anywhere. Uh, you know, real name, no gimmicks. You can find me everywhere there. I usually tweet out all of my content, so that's probably the easiest way. 
But I still do stuff uh, for Black Sports Online from time to time, especially wrestling stuff. You can find my MMA work on Fansided with Sports Illustrated MMA. And then also you can follow some of just my local stuff here in Vegas if you guys are swooping through uh, CBS Channel 8 here in Las Vegas. So doing a little bit of everything, man, trying to stay busy. Hopefully bigger things to come this next year. I'm trying for a live show for our podcast, WrestleMania Weekend. Nice. So that should be fun. Um, yeah, we, you know, trying to get the venue and everything figured out, but trying to do that in New York and yeah, man, just, just bigger and better things. Merch coming soon. And hey. I appreciate uh, being on the show. This was fun. Oh man. I'm glad I had a great time and guys, make sure you check out the corner podcast. It's on SoundCloud and Apple podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. And of course here on two legit sports with myself, Alex Fernandez, catch us on Apple podcasts, SoundCloud, Google play. Of course, Instagram and Twitter, type in 2 Legit Sports. Make sure to leave a comment and a five-star rating. I really appreciate all that. Once again, my name is Alex with my buddy Kel. Kel, sign us off, man. Any last-second things before we go? No, man, can't wait to come out to L.A. We got to you know, hook up in L.A., show me around the town, go catch an event. And then when you come to Vegas, we definitely got to get you out here for the Pacquiao fight. It yes. is on. Any of you guys listening want to come out? Vegas is a big place. I'm always down to hang out. The more, the merrier. Come out here. Have fun with us. Uh, like I say about my show, and I'm sure it's the same for this one, this show is for you, not for us. You yeah. guys are on this show. We talk about what you guys want. as much yours as it is ours. So don't, don't be afraid to reach out. We're all just normal people. We're all just human. <laughs> we can all chill, have a beer, and talk sports. Exactly. Kel, Matt, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.